Davis. Turn away. RT8K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Steve Dunthorne. The headlines. Hong Kong celebrates again as swimming hero Siobhan Hai wins silver in Tokyo. The chief executive and island's top diplomat in the SAR are among those sending their congratulations. And in other news, experts urge officials to reach out to elderly people to encourage them to get a COVID vaccine. Hong Kong sports fans were celebrating this morning as swimmer Shibon Hai claimed a silver medal in the women's 200 metres freestyle. It's Hong Kong's second Tokyo medal, marking the first time the SAR has scored more than one top three finish at a single Olympic Games. Shopping malls opened early so fans could gather to watch the final, and many were left holding their breath as Hai led for most of the race before being pipped by Australia's Ariana Titmus. This man at the APM Mall said he was proud of the silver medalist. I think it's a really great year for Hong Kong people and also the Hong Kong team and I really hope they will step up and of course um, the people of Hong Kong and also the government should do even more for Hong Kong players because they deserve it. Her success follows fencer Chen Kalong's gold medal on Monday. Peggy was a classmate of Hai's at St Paul's Secondary School in Happy Valley for six years. She's delighted to see her friend getting the medal her hard work deserves. She has been very persistent having a very strict athlete schedule like she has a morning training before school and after school she also goes to training and this repeats like every day as a classmate and I can really tell that she's really hardworking and persistent. Like uh, how can one balance these kinds of schedules and workloads and get good results in both swimming and the schoolwork? So I really adore her and look up to her since secondary school life. Top officials, including the Chief Executive Carrie Lam and the Home Affairs Secretary Casper Choi, were quick to offer their congratulations, praising Hai for her can-do spirit. The Chairman of the Hong Kong Sports Institute, Lam Tai Fei, said her medal meant a lot to the SAR. Also celebrating was the Irish Consul General here, David Costello. Hai's father is Irish and Mr Costello says the swimmer's achievement will help build on the connection between Hong Kong and Ireland that goes back almost 200 years. Go uh, silver medal really is the you know really kind of enriches that story and adds to the amazing connectivity between Ireland and Hong Kong. You know, so I'm sure equally the small Hong Kong diaspora in uh, Ireland will be deeply proud of her achievements as well. Particularly uh, the last Lord Mayor of Dublin was a. Her parents are from Sha Tin, Hazel Chu, so we have a, a great Irish Hong Kong story, great Irish Hong Kong connection. So it's an amazing achievement, and I. I think I can speak on behalf of all of the community when we say that we're so so proud of it. We'll have more on Shuan Hahi's medal and the rest of the Olympic action in the sport later. An infectious disease expert has urged the government send outreach teams to housing estates to vaccinate elderly people to boost the low inoculation rate of people aged 70 and over. Wendy Wong reports. Ho Paklung of the University of Hong Kong says only 150,000 out of 950,000 people aged 70 and over have had a jab, so it could take two years to vaccinate them all. He welcomed the walk-in plan, which starts tomorrow and allows the elderly to get inoculated at community centres without making a booking. But he said more needed to be done. Dr Ho told an RTHK program that mobile vaccination stations could be set up at housing estates where there are a lot of elderly. 
Meanwhile, Civil Service Secretary Patrick Nip said the government would consider reducing the age of the walk-in scheme to people aged 60 and over, depending on the public response and the capacity of the venues. South Korea has registered another daily record of new coronavirus infections. Thailand has also registered its highest daily total of new cases. In Australia, it's been announced that the strictest COVID measures in Sydney will remain in place. Here's the BBC's Shama Khalil. The decision to stay locked down until August the 28th was confirmed as New South Wales recorded 177 new locally acquired COVID-19 cases, the highest number so far in the state's current outbreak. 46 of those were infectious while in the community. Highlighting how transmissible the Delta variant is, the state premier Gladys Berejiklian said that of the 50 people who attended a funeral earlier in the outbreak, 45 now have the virus. The United States has announced new, stricter rules to combat a sharp rise in coronavirus infections caused by the more contagious Delta variant. In a conference call with reporters, the director of the Centers for Disease Control, Rochelle Walensky, said even vaccinated people should return to wearing face masks in parts of the country. In areas with substantial and high transmission, CDC recommends fully vaccinated people wear masks in public, indoor settings to help prevent the spread of the Delta variant and protect others. This includes schools. The announcement reverses advice issued two months ago. The top U.S. infectious diseases expert, Anthony Fauci, told PBS NewsHour it was the right thing to do. When the CDC made that recommendation 60 days ago, you were dealing with the Alpha variant, which is very different than the Delta variant we're seeing now. So it isn't a question of the CDC flip-flopping in a vacuum, they are keeping up with the evolution of what's going on with the virus. The opening day of a U.S. congressional inquiry into the storming of the Capitol building in January by supporters of Donald Trump has heard harrowing testimony from policemen who came under attack. Four officers have described how they were punched, kicked, stunned with a taser and racially abused as they tried to defend the building in Washington. One of only two Republicans on the committee, Adam Kinzinger, fought back tears as he praised the bravery of the police. You guys may, like, individually feel a little broken. You guys all talk about the effects you have to deal with, and, you know, you talk about the impact of that day. But you guys won. You guys held. In a speech to U.S. intelligence officials, President Biden has expressed views that are highly critical of his Russian counterpart Vladimir Putin and the state of the Russian economy. The U.S. president's comments came as senior officials from the two countries gathered in Geneva for resumed nuclear talks. Mr. Putin has a real problem. He's sitting on top of an economy that has nuclear weapons and oil wells and nothing else. He knows He knows he's in real trouble, which makes him even more dangerous in my view. Dozens of former British military commanders have written to the Prime Minister, Boris Johnson, asking for more Afghans who've worked with British forces to be allowed to settle in the UK. They said they were gravely concerned about the safety of hundreds of staff who were employed locally in Afghanistan, but had applications to go to the UK rejected. The BBC's Jonathan Beale reports. Those who've signed this letter are a who's who of Britain's military top brass involved in the war in Afghanistan over the past 20 years. It says too many former interpreters have been unnecessarily and unreasonably rejected from resettlement schemes. 
Following the decision to withdraw UK forces from Afghanistan, the government announced it was expanding and accelerating its relocation programme. The Ministry of Defence says it's already supported more than 2,000 Afghan staff and their families to come to the UK. The ex-lover of Juan Carlos, Spain's former king, is suing him in the High Court in London, accusing him of harassing her for nearly a decade, which he denies. The BBC's Steve Holden reports. In court documents seen by the BBC, Corinna Zuzine Wittgenstein says she had a short romantic relationship with the former king in 2009. They stayed friends, but she says things changed when she refused to get back into a relationship with him in 2012. Her legal claim includes accusations of harassment and allegations that she's been trailed by Spain's intelligence agency and had her phone hacked. She says it's led to fear about her own safety. The former king has denied any wrongdoing. He abdicated the throne in 2014 and left Spain in 2020 over several well-documented scandals. An armed robber has stolen jewellery worth more than two million US dollars from a luxury shop in Paris. The man entered the Chaumet short store late on Tuesday brandishing a handgun. Here's the BBC's Matt Groveling. Founded 240 years ago, Chaumet is one of France's oldest jewellery brands. It sells luxury watches, rings and necklaces and has stores across the world. But this afternoon, one of its stores in central Paris was robbed of goods estimated to be worth between 2 and 3 million euros. Le Parisian newspaper said a man with a handgun entered the shop just after 5pm. He was handed jewellery and precious stones before fleeing on a stand-up scooter. No one is believed to have been injured in the raid. Police have begun an investigation. In financial news, Apple, Microsoft and Google's parent company Alphabet have reported sharp increases in profits. The tech giant's latest quarterly results have beaten analysts' expectations. Here's the BBC's Rory Gallimore. Cycles of lockdowns, lingering uncertainty and disruption caused by the pandemic continue to cause turmoil for businesses all over the world. But to these huge firms have thrived. In the three months to June, Alphabet's profits reached $18.5 billion, more than twice the figure for the same time last year. It's a similar picture for Apple, which published its best-ever profits for the third quarter, and Microsoft's revenues rose by 21%, compared with the same period in 2020. There's a range of factors behind these eye-watering sums, including rebounding economies and demand for gadgets. The more time people spend online, the more tech giants benefit. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 25.035, that's 62 points down on the previous close. Currency is the US dollar trading at 109.78 yen, the euro is at 1 US dollar 18 cents, and the pound gets you 10 Hong Kong dollars and 79 cents. Now with the latest from Tokyo and the rest of the sport, here's Todd Harding. We start with another sensational performance by an athlete from Hong Kong. The SAR's top swimmer, Siobhan Hockey, has swum the race of her life to win a silver medal in the 200-metre freestyle with a personal best time of 1 minute 53.92. Vicky Wong has more. She led for most of the race but was again overhauled by Ariana Titmus of Australia in the closing stages. Titmus broke the Olympic record in the process with a time of 1 minute 53.50. Canada's Penny Oleksiak took the bronze, with China's Yang Jinshuan finishing just out of the medals in fourth. Hockey had already made history by becoming the first Hong Kong swimmer ever to reach a final at the Olympics. This brings Hong Kong's medal tally to two, with fencer Chen Ka-long having won gold in the men's individual foil competition on Monday. 
Hong Kong's triumphant morning continued as the pairing of Chia Ying-sut and Tang Chun-man made it to the semi-finals in badminton mixed doubles. They defeated Great Britain's Lauren Smith and Marcus Ellis 21-13, 21-18. The Hong Kong duo will play against top-seeded Huang Yao-chong and Jung Si-wei from China tomorrow. In the women's singles of the badminton, Cheng Yi has been knocked out by India's PV Sindhu by two games to love. And in table tennis, Du Hoi Kem has been eliminated in the quarterfinals by China's Chen Meng, 11-6, 11-6, 6-11, 9-11, 8-11. In rowing, China's women have claimed gold after finishing the quad skulls in a world-best time. They obliterated their competitors, finishing in 6 minutes, 5.13 seconds, more than 6 seconds ahead of silver medalist Poland and bronze winners Australia. China also won a bronze in the men's double skulls. Almost halfway through day five in Tokyo, the medals table looks like this. Host nation Japan now have 11 golds. The United States and China have 10 each, followed by the Russian Olympic Committee on seven and Australia with six. After this morning's silver medal, Hong Kong now sit joint 21st in the medals table. One of the sports making its Olympic debut reaches the medal stages today as we hear from the BBC's Kath Leahy. And traditionally, American sport takes centre stage with the semi-finals and finals of the 3x3 basketball competition. A three-a-side variant of the sport that's played on half a court with just one basket. In the women's event, the last four sees USA against France and China against the Russian Olympic Committee. While in the men's, it's the ROC against Serbia and Belgium versus Latvia in the last four. In other sports news, British and Irish Lions head coach Warren Gatland has made three changes to their lineup ahead of their second test against South Africa on Saturday. Scotland's scrum half Ali Price makes way for Ireland's Conor Murray. Prop Michael Vunipola replaces Rory Sutherland and centre Chris Harris will start in place of Elliot Daly. The Lions won the opener 22-17. Well, they're going to be desperate, aren't they? So they, you know, they they need they want to desperately stay in the series, and we've got a chance of of winning the series on on Saturday and. Um, Spoken to the players about that, that you know we've just got to make sure that we're mentally right because um, you don't you don't want to be using your get out of jail card, which is going to the the third test. You want to make the most of the opportunity that we've created and winning the first test and and uh, and hopefully trying to seal a series uh, victory on Saturday. And that's our look at sports. Thanks, Todd. A look at the weather. Very hot with sunny intervals in the afternoon. The very hot weather warning is in effect. Isolated showers and thunderstorms. The thunderstorm warning is also in effect. More showers later. Moderate southwesterly winds occasionally fresh offshore. And there'll be more showers and thunderstorms in the next few days. Temperature now 33 degrees. Humidity 69%. To end the news, the top stories once again. Hong Kong celebrates once more as swimming hero Shibon Hai wins silver in Tokyo. The chief executive and Ireland's top diplomat in the SAR are among those sending their congratulations. And in other news, experts urge officials to reach out to elderly people to encourage them to get a COVID vaccination. The news from RTHK.
Welcome to the One Two Three Show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Tuesday, uh, on this Wednesday afternoon. Wednesday, the twenty eighth of July, is today's date. Many thanks once again to Phil for the morning brew, and congratulations to Siobhan Hawhey, who's won a silver medal for Hong Kong. So, so, so proud of Siobhan. After the two o'clock news, we'll be hearing about some fun facts about Siobhan. And uh, after the two thirty news, Cruzy McCalligan will be joining us for our midweek audio column. And this week, Cruz will be talking about ballpoint pens. But before all of that, we're starting the show by hearing about a fun and wonderful podcast called Awkward Turtle at Work by Emery Fung, who'll join us uh, while in quarantine, and he'll talk about uh, why he started this podcast and why this podcast uh, is all about people who pursue their careers, uh, their passion careers. And of course, we want to hear from you. If you want to weigh in on any of the topics or just want to join in the conversation, feel free to do so. Our email address is 123show at rthk.hk. That's 123show at rthk.hk. You can also find us